Helping you to feel more alive in life, just like the song here by Cruella. That's what we do every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard, and thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with us. David Essel in the box, of course. You are tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio talk show celebrating 22 years on the air, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. We are so proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. Listening to us right now on XM Satellite Radio 168. For your friends that may not have XM yet, let them know. They can listen to us live at talkdavid.com. And all of our archives from past shows, hundreds of shows, all the archives, you want to listen anytime that you want to, that's all at talkdavid.com as well. 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. In a couple of minutes, we've got a, a client and friend of mine. Tom Combs coming on the on the air uh, all the way from uh, from Disney World. <laughs> He's there with his his family. We're going to get him in a couple minutes to talk about his radical changes in his blood lab results by changing his lifestyle. I, I am so excited to bring Tom on, and I know he's excited here too because I wanted our national audience to hear what is possible. When you start making changes in lifestyle, we're going to have Tom on in just a minute now. We're going to get him off the rides. He's probably on. uh, If Mr. Toad's Wild Ride was still there, I'm sure Tom would be on it right now. But because they closed it down a number of years ago, he's probably on some other ride. We'll get his wife to get him off the ride in just a minute. Um, uh, A question just came in. Could we go back over the traits necessary that you spoke with your last guest about? To stage a comeback in our lives. And yes, we were talking to uh, James Smitty Smith, a professional radio and TV host, about Mike Tyson coming back and George Foreman coming back and Diamond Dallas Page coming back and football great Jim Brown with all of their... Um, reinventions, right? They're coming back as a boxer to now Mike is on stage doing a one-man show. George Foreman, of course, becoming a pitch man for the the grill and then coming back into boxing. Diamond Dallas Page going from a world wrestling champ to a yoga guru. Football great Jim Brown going from one of the top, maybe the best running back of all times to an actor and then to an activist. And what were the traits? So, And these traits, ladies and gentlemen, apply to you. If you're trying to come back from health challenges, as we'll talk to Tom, if you're trying to come back from addictions, if you're trying to come back from financial loss and you want to reinvent yourself to be financially sound, if you're coming back from a divorce or a breakup of a relationship, or maybe you're still in a relationship and it's just, it sucks, and you want to make a comeback in love. So here are the traits that we talked about. Number one, humility. Being humble, saying, you know, I've been doing some things wrong, honey. I've been doing some things wrong in life. Or going to a professional and saying, I really need help with this addiction or I need help with my money. So humility is number one. Number two, passion. Recreate the passion in your love life. Recreate the passion by going into a new career path, right? Number three, having strong beliefs that you are able to reinvent yourself. You've got to find a way to create the belief that you're that you are able to turn your finances around your weight your addiction your love life and then last is having great faith having great faith if that means an uh, a faith that you tie into the universal energy of this world or a faith you turn into god whatever however it is that you look at faith but creating deep faith those are the traits for a comeback in life 1-800 
548-8255. So Tom Combs, I've known him for a number of years now. He contacted me a while ago. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm really nervous, David. I met with my doctor. We have my blood lab reports. And uh, my my blood sugar levels are out of control. I, there's some other channel. I'm, I'm overweight. Uh, and, and my doctor wants me to start on insulin via needles. And I don't want to go there. And what do you think we can do? And from that day on the phone with Tom, Tom and I have worked together now for a couple months. And we've seen some just some great chan- And his doctor is amazed all the way from disney world tom welcome to the show thanks david great to be here yeah hey are you having fun there with your family what's going on oh yeah we got we kind of got you know found a shady spot and they're heading back to take a little break we've been at epcot all day so it's yeah fun good good is it crowded it's not bad this is a pretty good time of the year to go it's it's uh before it starts ramping up for the summer Right, right. Now, okay, Tom, I'm going to ask you a question. You're in a place where there's all kinds of temptations to eat like crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm doing quite well today. I definitely, you know, made good choices, you know, because they've actually gotten a lot better in providing, you know, healthier options. It's just, you know, choosing them and actually eating them instead of having, <laughs> you know, a funnel cake and ice cream and eight or nine beers or whatever <laughs> you've got it. It happens to be the uh, Epcot uh, uh, Flower and Garden Festival, and they have a whole bunch of booze with little desserts and things like that. So it's extra temptation right now. <laughs> <laughs> but are you, if you were going to grade yourself on a scale of one to ten in regards to your food choices at Epcot Disney World, where what would you grade yourself? Uh, one to ten. One horrendous. Ten perfect. Uh, well, I'd say about five or six. Five or six. (laughs) (laughs) I I love your honesty. Yes. Okay, now, 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 when when you look at the the, the type of uh, eating program you and I devised together, and you look at it on uh, an average weekday, Monday through Friday, we could even say Monday through Sunday, when when you're eating the way that we devised, how would you judge yourself then on a scale of one to ten? Oh, I would say I'm I'm when I'm in normal days when I'm not at Disney World, it's it's definitely a nine or a ten. I'm, I follow the program very very carefully. Uh, recently, though, I, I I kind of had to go off the rails a little bit, but I but I got back on and and got uh, back on the program and and uh, it's it's pretty pretty good because during the week i have a lot more structure you know the hard the hard part is like if you're at disney world and there's not any structure in your day it's kind of hard to keep up but but uh, during the week when i have a normal structure to my week it's really easy to, to to stay on the program pretty well and and uh it's really nice when in 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 2010 uh, when you went to visit your doctor, your blood sugar levels were so high that he must have looked at you and said, we need to put you on uh, insulin almost right away. T- tell us what you felt like back then when he was looking at you and saying, we may have to go there. Well, it it was really came out of left field because I was there for, you know, just something else. And they did the normal blood work. And then they said, yeah, we need to talk. You know, and I was like, what is that? You know, what do you mean? What's the problem? And then they're like, oh, you have type 2 diabetes. And I'm like, you're kidding me, right? You know, I mean, my granted, my my dad has it, 
and but he got it much much later in life so i thought you know in my head oh it's maybe something i'm gonna have to look at when i'm 50 like dad did but but it was like boom suddenly you know you gotta you gotta take care of this and and at first at first they didn't want to go the whole insulin insulin route because they kind of they kind of ease you into the other medications and all the other things, you know, and trying to figure out the best plan for, for taking care of the problem. But, you know, it was, it was immediate, oh, you got to stab your finger and you got to take your blood sugar level every X amount of times a day. And, I, you know, I'm not a big needle fan at all. So it was just, it was such a huge, you know, hit that I was like, uh-oh, you know, this is, this is a problem. And, I'm going to try to, to, to do better about it. And uh, so there was a lot of, you know, the first few visits kind of trying to dial in the meds. And and it just, you know, I, I immediately stopped drinking Coke. I was, I drank Coke like water, you know, you know me, I was I always had yes. Coke in my hand. And, you know, immediately cut that out and went to diet, thinking that was a good idea. I now mm-hmm. know that that isn't exactly the best idea in the world. But, <laughs> but I, you know... I think it's funny because when we first started working together, what what made I was trying to make a lot of changes, and then last October the doctor said, "Look, you know your levels are back up to to where they were when you started." You know, and right. I, it, it, it it had been you know at least almost a year of me trying on my own, thinking what my choices were were good choices, what things I was doing was the right thing to do and it was not working at all and he just said look we're gonna we're gonna have to look at going with needles and i just said i just said give me another three months because i see him every three months i said give me another three months let me get some help because i'm i'm obviously not working with the right tools right and and that's when i gave you a call and and i remember the first thing you said was oh you know keep a track of what you're what you're doing and so I kept track of what I was eating, and I was thinking I was doing great. And, <laughs> and, and I, our first, our first uh, go over on the, on the, uh, on the the list, it was like, oh yeah, I went to on the way, I went to uh, to to work, and I got a bagel with cream cheese. I was doing great, and, you're, and you just started laughing. <laughs> That's <laughs> so right. I'm like, exactly. I'm like, well, let me guess, not a good choice. Huh? <laughs> When, 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 when the coach that you're working with to do a dietary change is looking at what you've just presented as being healthy food and the coach is shaking their head with every choice, you know there's some radical change coming right after this break. We're going to come back and talk to Tom about the radical changes that he had to make in order to get his blood levels down, his blood sugar levels down, the indicator for diabetes so low that his doctor is shocked to this day. He's lost 16 pounds. His HDL, his good cholesterol, has gone up 20 points, which is massive, ladies and gentlemen. It's absolutely massive. His LDL has gone down 10. Most importantly, if not equally importantly, he doesn't have to worry about needles with his diabetes. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. We'll tell you how we did that coming back. one 800 548-8255. More information at talkdavid.com. I'm David Essel. Stay there.
You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, David Essel Alive, every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Let your friends know we are on the air for them as well. 1-800-548-8255. Talking to uh, my cl- one of my clients and friends, Tom Combs, about some massive health changes he's made in three months' period of time. Uh, before we started working together, his doctor told him that he was going to have to go on needles uh, to to battle his uh, type 2 diabetes for, with insulin. Within three months, um, we've been able to lose, Tom has been able to lose 16 pounds. That's about five pounds a month. It's right on track. Uh, diabetes has gone down within control now uh, under a seven reading, which means he's not going to, and as long as he keeps doing what he's doing, he's not going to have to go on insulin needle-based. He's lost 16 pounds. HDL, as I said, has increased uh, 20 points, which is massive. Absolutely a massive change. Uh, And two inches off his waist on top of it. All of this due to to diet and exercise. Tom, go ahead really quickly and and share with us what your normal eating day is. How many many, meals you eat, how many hours in between meals, that kind of stuff. Well, basically, it's it's an eating program that I eat every three to four hours, uh, either, you know, it's basically breakfast, snack, lunch, and then uh, uh, dinner with uh, stuff. But first we we had like a a shake in the afternoon, but it kind of, my hours didn't work, didn't work for it. So, but but basically it's, we're eating every three to four hours, very small meals, uh, you know, to keep the energy level up. And and it's really really worked a lot to increase my energy level and, and, you know, keep me surprisingly going more than it would be because before, you know, we I even started this, I wouldn't eat three meals a day. I might eat dinner, you know, right. or I might, I definitely right. would skip breakfast by, by no stretch of the imagination. A I, I, uh, uh, red letter day would be me eating two meals a day and mostly it was one meal a day and right. know, here i thought i you know oh this is a great idea you know but it, it it's amazing that you know i was i was definitely out in the woods and didn't know anything and thought You're... i knew what i what, what i was doing right and and immediately you you were like no don't do that do this you know this is what <laughs> you're supposed to do not you know it didn't didn't make sense to me and and but it worked amazingly. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, what and, you're and, you're, and you're and thank you, Tom, and and your doctor's response. Well, it was it was amazing to me because through through the whole time when I was just trying to to do it on my own, you know, it was it was okay. I got rid of we're rid of drinking cokes, and it came like it came down immediately from the first time because uh, I, I also there was there was some miscommunication on me taking. The, uh, the first set of blood tests, and they didn't tell me to fast the night before. So when I first went in, they were like, "You need to go to the hospital now." And I'm like, "Wait a second, what are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, you know? right. But but then it, it was still really. Once they did a follow up test, it was still high. And uh, you know, from what I understand, it was it's you know the A1C was supposed to be at, at below seven is under control, and I was running at about nine to ten when I you know, when I first started working on things and it just, it got to a point where right before, right, he basically said, you know, we're going to have to try something else because your medication isn't keeping it under control. You're not keeping it under control. You're at a nine again. Cause I, I went from a nine down at the lowest. I got to 7.4 and I thought I was doing great. And then it came back up and, and, right. uh, 
so it was it was one of those things that he's like, oh, we got the you know this is thing. It's got needles and, and but and I'm like, uh, uh, I don't want to do that. You know, give, right. give me another shot. Yeah. And, and he said, yeah, you know, I'll see you in three months, but we can't keep doing this because it's going to damage your body. You know, you're not controlling right. your diabetes at all. And, right. Uh, so so basically, uh, you know, he was like, uh, you know, he didn't know what I was going to do. I just said, I'm going to get help, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so I called you and you, you started me going in the right direction with the proper diet and exercise. And the next time I came in, I mean, he was even prepared to show me how to use the new medication because in his right. head he thought I was just, you know, three months of deluding myself. <laughs> I, come back and, I come back and he goes, you dropped two, almost two full points. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're down to a 7.4. And I, I had only worked with you for a month at that time. Right. <laughs> and he yeah. said, you're down to 7.4 and you've lost, you know, some weight and you look better and, you you, you know, and, and, so he goes, okay, we'll give you another, you know, three months on this program, and, and we'll see how you do. And, and I came back last time, and he's, he was astounded because I'm down to 6.8 now. I'm technically below, below, you know, the level of diet for, for controlling the diabetes. And, and, Amen. Uh, and even funnier, too, is that, that we were talking about, you know, before, oh, well, is there any time I can get off this medication? And he's like, well, if you lose weight, you you exercise, and you know maybe you can do it. But he just was like, you know, it was almost like he was humoring me at that point, right? And uh, and now it, it's to the point where he's like, well, you know, we probably can look at reducing some of your medication. And I said, well, you know, actually, I was supposed to take one of my pills twice a day, and I always forgot at night. So <laughs> it was like it was like I actually reduced. <laughs> one of my medications by half, and and he's, I said, I told him honestly, I, I just you know, I, my my metformin level, I, I take half of that really, and he goes, wow, and it, it's still down to six point eight, and you're right. using less diabetes controlling medication. He's like, that's amazing, you know, yeah, <laughs> and and he's like, I never thought you would do this. I never thought you would get to this point, and I'm like, I'm like. Well, it just took scaring the the heck out of me. (laughs) Right. Yeah, well, Tom, anytime someone says, hey, I think we're going to start getting you on needles on a daily basis, that should scare us into huge, massive lifestyle changes. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to say this. Tom, we're going to run in like 30 seconds. Anyone in Tom's position that has really bad blood lab results can make radical changes with exercise and diet. When we come back from this quick break, I'm going to share with you exactly what everyone can do that Tom has done. Tom, I'm so proud of these massive changes you made. Have fun at Disney, but get yourself back up to a 7 or 8 with your food choices there, man. (laughs) I, I will, definitely. Thanks for your help. Okay, bro. <laughs> Bye-bye. 1-800. Do you have a question? We're going to open the lines. 1-800-548-8255. Your relationships, your career, your health, whatever is on the, your mind, call us. 1-800-548-8255. Yes, I'll get to a ton of your emails, too. I've been getting texts about that. I will, I promise. I'm David Essel. Stay there.
You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, giving you thoughts and ideas and tips on how to bring your life to the next level. 1-800-548-8255. You have a thought, you have a question, now you have a block in your life, you're on the fence, not sure which direction to go with your love life or career, health or weight or addiction or spiritual path, or you have a challenge with your partner or a child or a neighbor. <laughs> Call us one eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. My uh, my for my client that I we just had on the on the phone from Disney World. As a matter of fact, Tom talking about the changes, the lifestyle changes that we need to make in order to radically improve our blood lab results are pretty simple. Eating every three to four hours, as he mentioned, crucial. I, I, I talked earlier. I answered an email about what's the breakdown of our meals. I really think it needs to be protein number one vegetables and 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 carbohydrates too uh and then three would be fat that can easily easily be gotten in meals we don't have to add it that's for sure uh, and then exercise we didn't get a chance to talk to tom but he committed to five to six days a week of exercise 45 minutes to an hour a day and it's with those type of changes that we can see dramatic changes in our blood lab results which is what we're looking for so many people suffer from high cholesterol high blood pressure uh, high sugar levels. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. And we can do so much with diet. We really can. 1-800-548-8255. This just in, uh, my girlfriend, I love this question. My girlfriend of six months is a tango dancer. And for three months has been pushing me to dance. I hate it and will not do it. <laughs> Gotta love that. She competes and it takes, and she takes it far too seriously. Her quote unquote fun dancing goes on for three to four hours, two to three days a week. Uh, it's, it, we are on the verge of breakup. What do you do? Confused. Signed it confused. Um, well, here's the thing. You guys have been together for six months. When you first started dating, did you tell her you'd never dance? See, here's the problem with relationships, gang, is in the beginning, because we don't want to rock the boat and because we're really attracted to this person or we love their personality or whatever it might be or they have great faith, whatever it is that we're attracted to, uh, but we're not honest. And so my guess is, is that this person probably wants to date someone who likes to dance and you would like to date someone who doesn't like to dance and it doesn't look good, does it? I mean, if you, it would be like, I'm trying to think of, let's say that if, if you were dating a minister and you really had no interest in faith, hmm. Those things are such an integral part of someone's life. It's probably not going to work. This, this woman's a professional dancer. Well, what are you doing together? If she really wants you to dance and you really don't want to, I don't see it working, you know? Did you lead her to believe that you might dance every once in a while, you know, when you knew you never would? That's a faux pas. Did she ever ask you about, like, six months ago when you first started dating, would at some point you like to dance? Or did you guys just avoid the topic? What is it? Okay, listen, the problem began six months ago. It ain't going away. I, If I were you, I would have a very heart-to-heart conversation with her and say, hey, can you date someone who has no interest and never does want to dance? And if she can say yes, good, then tell her, quit asking me. And if she says no, then go, you know what, we need to break up, like now. 1-800-548-8255. I'm just being dead honest with you. We can, I do not see a bright future. I'm going to pull out my psychic hat now. I do not see a bright future in any couple where someone has an intense desire for X. Like what what if you have no interest in politics and you're dating someone who loves political talk shows and what are you going to do? You're going to say I don't want to be a part of that part of your life even though you spend 6 8 hours a day in that part of your life. I think we're asking for trouble. 
You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying that opposites can't attract. I just think it's really hard for many times for opposites to stay together and to be happy with each other. Now, if you don't hunt and your partner loves to hunt, can you tell them, good, go hunt on your own, but don't talk to me about it. Don't show me your guns. Don't bring home any carcasses, right? Can you do that? And if you can do it and you have your downtime to go and hunt and they and they just don't want to hear about it, can you get along and do that? Then great, 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 great. But if it's going to be a point of contention, let it go. 1-800-548-8255. Do you know what I'm saying? 1-800-548-8255. I struggle with digestion problems and weight gain. How do I know what food could be causing this if it is a food allergy? Great question. Number one, remove all of these foods for 14 days. This is what you have to do. I'm not kidding. There's no way around it. Remove all wheat, all sugar, all dairy, all soy, all corn, all milk. Okay? Did you get that down? Remove everything. If you have digestional problems and weight gain that you can't understand, it probably is. There's a good chance. Of course, always see your doctor first, right? Check with your doctor first. But but remove wheat, sugar, dairy, soy, corn, milk. Remove it all. And then after 14 days, one by one, Add a food group back, just one in small amounts. You will find out fairly quickly which one is the culprit that could be the food allergy, which one is the culprit that could be regarding the weight gain, okay? It's 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 not fun, that type of diet, but hey, trust me, if you've had problems with digestion and you've had problems with weight gain, it's worth the 14 days. It really, truly is. Uh, 1-800-548-8255. Uh, oh, wow. Here's a personal question. Okay, you want me to get personal? Was there a big event or a person who pushed you into recovery with alcohol? This is a great question. And the answer is yes. Yes, there is. There was a woman, Carolyn, who I was dating years ago. And uh, Carolyn was uh, someone that never drank around me, and she never drank when we were together. We dated for quite a while, and she never dated, or she never drank. And, uh, and one time we were at my family's house in New York and uh, she was acting really nervous and there was her and I were the only ones in the house. And, uh, so she, I said, is there something going on? Is there something wrong? She said, I must talk to you right now. And you know that conversation? I must talk to you right now. I said, uh oh, this ain't going to be pretty. And she sat down and she said, you know, what I'm going to tell you. And she starts crying. And this woman never cried. I mean, I never hardly ever saw her cry unless it was something really extreme. And she said, I'm going to tell you something, but uh, when I do, you're going to leave me. I know you're going to end the relationship. And I thought, wow, this is heavy. What could, what could be that horrendous? I don't think that's going to happen. You know, whatever. So she went in to tell me her story of addiction problems and addiction to pills and addiction to alcohol and that she'd been clean for a while, but she had never shared it with me because she was afraid that I was going to reject her. Now, listen to this. As she's telling me that I'm down in wine, right? I'm drinking wine left and right, and she's telling me the story, and she's all sad. And I go, holy cow, well, I did hold her on the couch, and we talked and got it all out. I woke up the next day, and I said, oh, my Lord, I have to go into recovery. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I had known for a while that I had a problem with alcohol, drank way too much, submerged my emotions, didn't want to deal with all the pressures at work, all those kind of things. But her conversation, her brutal honesty, humility, and more was the tipping point. That's what got me to call a treatment center and to check in. 
So yes, I think everyone who goes into recovery does it because of some influence from the outside world. Sometimes it's a DUI, sometimes it's losing a job, sometimes it's your partner walking out on you, and sometimes it's someone who loves you. Now, when she told me her story, she never mentioned that I drank too much. She never said it bothered her. There was none of that whatsoever. She was telling it because she couldn't hide it anymore. She was feeling guilty that I didn't know something that I should know about her. She was afraid I would judge her. And quite the opposite happened. Quite the opposite happened. Amazing. 1-800-748-8255. You know, you're sitting here and you're in life right now and you want something bigger. You want something better. You want a more passionate life or you want to make more money or you want something you don't have right now. Uh, we're going to continue to go through your emails. We got absolutely slammed with emails. And if you want to join the party and call us, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Also, join us on Facebook, David Essel Alive. Go to Facebook, like us on Facebook. Just like the David Essel Alive po- uh, uh, page that we have there. Seven days a week, we give you motivational information for free. And all the show archives, all the shows we've done. Archived at talkdavid.com. 800-548-TALK. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Sure. 1-800-548-8255. This is just in from London. I love it. We have so many listeners in in London, and it must be because of Derek Mills. Derek Mills is that the famous author of the 10-second philosophy. We have Derek on on a regular basis. I, I cannot tell you how many emails we get in from London. It's incredible. This one says, uh, my partner does not feel he has to tell me when he meets with a former girlfriend to get her advice on life. She's a counselor, and she's in a relationship, so he says it's no threat to us. I say this is wrong. Who is right? Oh, my Lord. This is called breaking of trust slash emotional affairs. I will jump all over this. I will jump on this with clients so quickly. When a husband or wife comes in and says, well, you know, yes, I do talk to my former husband about private things, my former wife, my former boyfriend, my former girlfriend about private things. But, you know, you have to have someone to talk to. I go, nonsense. Oh, that's insane. That's called an emotional affair. That is called, and especially, my love, when he says to you, he doesn't have to tell you, that's called secrecy, and that's breaking trust. There is, listen, if, if, I'm not saying you can't have former girlfriends or former boyfriends or husbands or wives that are friends. What I'm saying is this. You cannot go behind your heart partner's back and say, I don't have to tell you when I'm talking to my former partner, that is nonsense. You should be able to say anything in front of your partner with your former husband and wife being there. I firmly believe this to be true. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for insecurity, jealousy, and what's called chaos and drama in relationships. No. If I'm you, love, I'm putting the foot down and say, you know what? That's unacceptable behavior. And contact me at talkdavid.com. I'll work with both of you guys on Skype. I have clients from all over the world I work with on Skype. If you don't work with me, work with someone. 1-800-548-TALK. 
1-800-548-TALK. Great question, though. I love that question. Uh, next is my 17-year-old son has an interest in a different religion. He goes to church with us, but he's not into it. Do you have any books that you would recommend? Yes. Oh, my gosh. The, the, probably one of the best ones, if you have a, an interest in finding out what other religions offer, is, um, even though I hate the title, The Idiot's Guide to World Religions. The Idiot's Guide to World Religions. I think that that would be something for anyone, but your 17-year-old son? Oh, my Lord. Give him like a taste of what all the religions in the world are talking about. There's, there's six main religions, but the uh, but this book goes into many more of the ones that are a little bit more obscure. And maybe he'll find something in there that he really likes, and then, of course, he can go online or get other books. Uh, that, that, to me, is the best book out there, a potpourri of ex, uh, explanations about what the main philosophies of different religions are, and uh, and you can check that out, see what that is. Um, oh wow, this is this is my mom is eighty years old and just moved in with me and my husband. At night she complains she can't find things in the kitchen and is constantly asking us to get her a snack or water or whatever she needs. Because we uh, are gone all day, I know she is finding these things on her own. Uh, my husband is more than annoyed. Uh, do we just say no? And the answer is yes, you just say no. It sounds like mom's playing you. Listen, if mom is 80 and she's can find everything she needs, she doesn't call you during the day, right? She doesn't call you or, or text you. Maybe she texts. Who knows? Uh, she doesn't email you or call you and say, I can't find where the tea is. I can't find where the snack is. I can't find where the glasses are. If she's finding a way to be self-sufficient in the daytime, then I'm going to tell you she's playing you at night. <laughs> she is playing you, right? And you've probably gone along because what the hell? It's mom. Okay, but if this is annoying because you know she can do it, then I would just say, say no. You know, I, I would just say, but say it with love, right? Say it with love. Tell her with love that you're not going to be able to do this. Uh, but if she, and even go ahead and I'd just be honest. I'd say, you know what, mom? It's interesting because during the day, I see plates in the sink and I see different things about that, that show me that you know where everything is. Uh, and it's funny, Mom, because at night it seems like you can't find a thing and you don't know where anything is. So I, I tell you what, we're not going to be able to do this game anymore, okay? I love you very much, Mom. We're glad to have you part of the household, if that's the truth, right? But you're going to have to get your own things at night. We can't be waiting on you hand and foot. That's I would absolutely just call her out in a loving way. Call her out in a loving way. There's no need to put her down or, 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 or be nasty about it or be sarcastic about it. There's no need for any of that kind of stuff at all. But I would just be real with her. And you know what? That Go back to the, you know, I'm teaching this life coach certification this weekend. And one of the things that keeps coming up is codependency. In all my work, about 50% of my one-on-one clients, we work through codependency, which is breaking that desire to be liked and the fear of rocking the boat and, and the fear of being abandoned or rejected or judged, the craving for people to think that we're great, you know, versus independent. Independent person says, hey, listen, I'm very comfortable with myself. You can go along with me or not. But the, the, the codependent is the person that goes, okay, mom, you know what? You're right. You're 80. I better jump up and get this. I better jump up and get that. No, 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 no. Be honest, be loving. Be honest and be loving. Hey, more information at talkdavid.com and much more to come in the show. I'm David Essel. Stay there.